It's sugar beet harvest time, and the farm is buzzing 24-7. To celebrate, we're throwing our annual end-of-harvest dinner party. I'm making some roasted Brussels sprouts with lemon, parmesan, and panko breadcrumbs, my goulash with bread dumplings, and we'll top it all off with my spiced apple pie. And to tie these hungry guys over until dinner time, I'm getting started on some tasty coffee-glazed chocolate donuts. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota-Minnesota border. The place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and a taste of the Midwest. It's my favorite time of the year. It's harvest. This is the time that the entire farming season has led up to, and it's when all the sugar beets get pulled out of the ground. Every year, they harvest a bazillion tons, which get processed into the kind of table sugar you and I eat every day. And there are tons more workers helping on the farm. That means I get to make more treats because there are more mouths to feed. Today, I'm making some chocolate donuts that are gonna be infused with coffee and sprinkled with toasted hazelnuts. I'm gonna be making baked donuts instead of fried donuts. I love the texture, and I find that baked donuts are much easier to make rather than heating up a huge vat of oil. So I'm just greasing my donut pans with some spray. And if you don't have donut pans, you could bake this batter in a cupcake tin. I have my dry ingredients here, and in my big bowl, I'm gonna add a cup of sugar, a cup and a half of all-purpose flour, half a cup of unsweetened cocoa powder, three quarters of a teaspoon of salt. Always important to have salt in sweets. A teaspoon of baking powder, and half a teaspoon of baking soda will help make these donuts nice and light and puffy. I'll whisk this up. And always in my baking recipes, I like to mix up the dry ingredients first. That allows me to use this same whisk to whisk up the wet ingredients, some of the same measuring spoons, and it's much easier. I don't have to clean them in between. Hmm, I'm getting a whiff of that cocoa powder. Once this is combined, I will grab my wet ingredients. So I have an egg here and some buttermilk, which will add some nice tang. And I'll crack this into my bowl. I always add the egg first when I'm mixing up wet ingredients. That way, if I get some shell in the bowl or the egg is a little off, it's much easier to fish it out of the bowl when it's just the egg. Now I'll add six tablespoons of buttermilk, six tablespoons of flavorless oil, I have some brewed coffee here. I've let it cool, and that's because when I add it to my egg, I don't want it to cook the egg. Just a teaspoon of vanilla extract is gonna bring this flavor over the edge. I'll add the wet ingredients to the dry ingredients and mix to combine. It smells so good. Coffee and chocolate are the best combination. So I'm just stirring this until all of my dry ingredients are hydrated with the wet ingredients. I don't want to overmix it, otherwise the texture of the donuts could get a little gummy and too dense. So I have a large piping bag here that I've put into a cup. I'll scrape the batter into the piping bag. And I'm filling up these pans only halfway to allow room for the batter to rise. These are ready to bake. I'm gonna stick them in the oven at 375 until a toothpick inserted into the center comes out clean, about 12 minutes. Every donut needs a glaze. So these are gonna use a simple powdered sugar and milk glaze, but I'm gonna add an extra little caffeine hit with some more coffee. I'll grab a cup and a half of powdered sugar, and I'm gonna add a tablespoon of buttermilk. 
Whole milk is also fine. I'm gonna add two tablespoons of coffee. I'm gonna mix this until it's very smooth and I'm going for the consistency of a thicker glue. I want something that's going to be thick enough to stay on and hold my toppings on and I don't want it to be too thin that it's all gonna fall off. All right, let me give this a taste. Mm, mm, mm. That's good because the bitterness from the coffee balances out the sweetness of the powdered sugar. That's gonna go great on my donuts. Speaking of which, I'm gonna check on them. Mm, it smells so good. Who eats fried donuts when the baked ones look this good? Okay, it's time for the best part, the decorating. I've got my glaze here, my donuts are fully cooled, and then I'm gonna top them with some toasted hazelnuts. I've got my sprinkles on standby, because duh. And all I'm gonna do is dip my donuts into the glaze. I'll have them go about halfway and let any excess drip off. Once I've dipped it into the glaze, I'm gonna dip it into the nuts and roll it around and get them evenly coated. These nuts are gonna add such an awesome crunch. I mean, the donuts are really moist and soft, and so having the textural excitement of the hazelnuts is gonna be awesome. And look at how beautifully they stick. And they're not done until they get some sprinkles. Ha, that's beautiful. These chocolate coffee donuts look so great, the farmers are gonna love them. For a side dish, I am making my roasted Brussels sprouts with lemon, parmesan, and panko breadcrumbs. I love Brussels sprouts, but the thing is they have to be really crispy. I have my pan heating up, and I'm gonna get a layer of oil in here. I'll get my Brussels sprouts in here. I'm placing them face down in my pan. I can hear that sizzle. So this is essentially a two-step method. I use it all the time. And the first step is to brown them up on the stove. And then the second step, you stick them in the oven and that cooks them through in the center. This is gonna give them a little bit of sweetness. Caramelizing them on the outside is gonna help make them so good. I like going by sound with these. When the sizzle is really loud, I can usually tell that these are getting close to finished. And look at that, that's gorgeous. That's a good one. These Brussels sprouts are perfectly browned. I'm gonna add some salt and then stick them in the oven. Look at these gorgeous colors. I'm gonna roast them at 375 for about 10 minutes until they're tender throughout. These are looking beautiful. So I have some fresh cracked pepper, some lemon juice to brighten them up, and I love hot sauce on my vegetables. Some Parmesan cheese is gonna add some great salty flavor. Mmm, I can smell it all right now, it smells so good. Panko breadcrumbs are a great addition to any vegetable just for texture. And now for some greenery on my greens. I'm gonna add some chopped flat leaf parsley. And finishing any dish with fresh herbs is gonna make it more festive. They're looking beautiful. I'm gonna taste these. Mm, they're crisp and caramelized on the outside. I could eat this whole bowl. This is a perfect side dish. My Brussels sprouts are done and I am getting going on the dessert. I am making my spiced apple pie, which is the quintessential fall dessert. These are gala apples. Any apple that's not too sweet and that's very sturdy is great in an apple pie. 
I'm gonna put all of these apples into a bowl and toss them with some lemon juice, which is going to slow down their browning process. It also adds like a nice acidic flavor. I'm going to add some brown sugar, which will add really nice sweetness to the pie. And it's also gonna kind of get caramelly in the oven and caramel apples are the best. Next, I'm gonna add my spices. In this jar, I have cardamom, ginger, cloves, cinnamon, and nutmeg, which is a Yemeni spice called Hawaiian. And I like a little bit more cinnamon in this pie, so I'm just gonna add even more cinnamon to this mixture. Next, I'm gonna add some cornstarch, which will thicken up the innards of the pie. No soggy pies in this house. I'll season it with some salt and vanilla extract. And now one of my secret weapons with this recipe is boiled cider. And this will really send this flavor over the edge. Okay, all of my filling ingredients are in this bowl. I'm gonna mix it all together. So it's nice and combined. It smells so great. I'm gonna let it sit for about an hour or two to let some of those juices come out and those apples will soften slightly. I'm gonna make the pie crust, which is simply two cups of flour, one tablespoon of sugar, half a teaspoon of salt, and butter combined to form a dough. For an extra flaky crust, I add a drizzle of cold cider vinegar into some water. Then I bring it all together. Mm, this looks so good. I can still see little chunks of butter. I divide the dough in half, one for the bottom and the other for the lattice top. I'll grab my rolling pin. It's a little arm workout. I am earning my pie. I just rotate about a quarter turn every few rolls so that it rolls out into a nice even circle. Beautiful. Ah. So I'm just gently pressing the dough up against the edges. Okay. This looks perfect. My filling has been resting. It's smelling amazing. I'll spoon the apples into the pie crust. It's gonna seem like a lot of apples, but they are going to cook down in the oven. There are all these gorgeous juices in the bottom of the bowl, so I'm going to pour this over the apples. It seems like a lot, but the cornstarch I added earlier will help thicken it up. I'll take the remaining pie dough and cut it into strips to make the lattice top. It'll give it that classic crisscross look. The first half of the strips are all going one direction, and now I'm going to lay down my vertical strips. I'm gonna sort of weave them over, under, over, under. The easiest way to do that is to just peel back every other strip, weaving in and out. And then I'm gonna use my kitchen scissors to trim off excess parts of the crust, allowing about a one-inch border. It's serious business. Next, I'm gonna fold that overhang over onto itself to make a nice thick crust. You are cute. To finish this off, I whip up a quick egg wash and brush it all over the top. Then sprinkle on some sugar and a few pinches of flaky salt because I love some salty with my sweet. And this is going to bake at 400 degrees for about 45 minutes until it's golden brown on top. Harvest is almost over and this pie is smelling ready. Mmm, it's golden brown and I can smell that cinnamon. I cannot wait for the farmers to try this. While Nick's setting up for tonight's harvest dinner, I am making my hearty goulash with bread dumplings. It's like a hug to your insides and it's like the best beef stew ever. To start, I'm gonna season up some beef. I have two pounds of chuck here that I've cut into one inch pieces and I'm gonna season it with some kosher salt and pepper. 
and I'll heat up some oil in my pot and then I'm gonna sear the meat to lock in that flavor. Then cook it slowly in the oven for maximum tenderness. And I want it to be hot enough to hear that sizzle. As it gets browned on the bottom, I'm flipping these pieces to make sure that they get browned on all sides. Now at this point, I'm not cooking the meat all the way through. I just want the outsides to get browned, and then when I put them back into the stew, it's gonna continue to cook, and after a few hours, it's just gonna melt down into meaty, tender goodness. This smells so good. So I'm gonna transfer the rest of this meat to my bowl, and then I'm gonna cook some vegetables in here, and there's some fat left behind from the meat. I'm gonna leave that there to help cook the vegetables, and that's gonna make this goulash taste amazing. I'll chop up my onion here. Okay, and now I'll chop my carrots. All right, I'm gonna transfer these vegetables to the pot so they can get softening in that chuck fat. Okay, I'm gonna salt these. That's gonna help them soften, and I'm gonna give them a stir to make sure that they're coated in that fat. I fell in love with goulash on our honeymoon. We went to Salzburg and had their goulash. I don't really know what we were thinking going to a cold place in February for a honeymoon, but it was great. It was cozy. We were near mountains. We tried to ski and failed, but it was okay because then we ate goulash. These are gonna cook for a few more minutes. I'm gonna chop up some garlic. I'll grab four cloves of garlic here. Okay, I'm gonna add this in. I'm gonna add some sweet paprika, which has a really nice sweet smokiness and caraway seeds, which add a roundness to the flavor. I'm going heavy on the paprika because this is a signature flavor of goulash. About a teaspoon of caraway seeds and a couple of bay leaves. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. These spices just bring it to the next level. I'm so excited to eat this. Okay, I'm adding some dry red wine and then I'm gonna let it reduce a little bit. I'm gonna add my beef back into my pot and the juices can go with it. That's more flavor. Some tomato paste, some Worcestershire sauce, some beef stock, and some canned tomatoes. That's it. How easy was that? I'm gonna bring this to a boil and cover it and stick it in the oven. I've got my oven on to 250. I'm gonna let this cook for about two and a half to three hours until my meat is tender. It's gonna be amazing. I am making some bread dumplings to go into my goulash, which is gonna make the goulash even heartier. And to begin, I'm gonna crack a couple of eggs into a big bowl. And this will help bind them all together so that they don't fall apart. And now I'm gonna add some milk. This is stale bread, which works the best because it's really absorbent with this mixture. I've made this sourdough with multi-crane bread. It's just a really great way to use up leftover bread. I'm cutting up this bread into half-inch pieces. Bread looks great. I'm gonna add it to my milk mixture. I'm gonna add some shredded Gruyere cheese, which I love in this because of how strong and nutty it is. It really stands up against all of this bread and the flavor shines through. Some chopped scallions for some more flavor. I'll sprinkle these in. Okay, I'm gonna add half a cup of flour to bind this mixture together. And I love adding some freshly grated nutmeg, which adds some nice warmth to the mixture. And then I'm just gonna season it with salt and pepper. Mm -mm -mm. All right, so the bread needs a little bit of time to soak up the milk. I'm gonna cover this, I'll stick it in the fridge, and then right before the goulash is ready, I'm gonna roll these up and boil them. 
have rolled my bread dumplings into balls with the help of an ice cream scoop. They've been boiling for about 15 minutes and I'm just transferring them to a kitchen towel to soak up any excess moisture. They look kind of like matzo balls, but they're denser and chewier. Now I'm gonna grab my goulash out of the oven. Oh, it's heavy. Mmm, it smells like heaven. I'm gonna taste it right now, just to make sure it's okay. It's so thick and hearty. Mmm, mmm. It is so rich and flavorful, and that meat is so tender. The farmers are gonna love this. Okay, I'm gonna get my bread dumplings into my goulash. Oh my gosh, how perfect does this look? This goulash is ready for the harvest party. Thanks everybody Thank for coming. Oh, At the end of harvest. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, what are these balls? They are bread dumplings with cheese in them. Ooh. So they soak up the goulash really well. It is really good. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like the Brussels sprouts, Tom? <laughs> I like the Brussels sprouts. Oh, good. <laughs> this is the perfect dish for a fall day. Save room, there is dessert. Wow. <laughs> that is wonderful. Look at that. What is it? It's so good. This is amazing. Oh. Mm. Well, thank you, everybody, for another amazing harvest. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Yay. <laughs>